Hey everybody, this is Jade and welcome to another episode of Jade Start Secrets Podcast. In this episode, I caught up with the super inspiring Jessica Kate and we learned about how she broke so many molds to get where she is today. She come from a background of domestic violence and poverty and she's had successful businesses, set herself up financially and she's freed herself emotionally from a lot of the trauma from her past. So I hope that you enjoy this really special episode. I also called in a favor with Jessica and she's given me a limited number of free tickets to her upcoming event Inspiring Minds Movement on the Sunshine Coast on the 16th of February. If you're going to be around on the Sunshine Coast and you want to take advantage of this special offer, then just use the discount code Jessie Kate, that's J-E-S-S-I-K-A-T-E at the checkout and get yourself a free ticket and head along to the event. It's going to be great. They've got inspirational uh, speakers. They've got uh, celebrity performances. So it's going to be a good, positive, uplifting day. I hope you'll enjoy the episode. So the big question is this, how do we have the freedom we crave so badly when we're stuck in jobs we don't like, leaving us unfulfilled, exhausted and trapped? What if I told you that you're already qualified enough to start building a life on your terms, the life of your dreams? That is the question and this podcast will show you how by giving you the answers. My name is Jade Weller and welcome to Jade Start Secrets Podcast. Hey everybody, this is Jade and welcome to another episode of Jade Start Secrets Podcast. Today I'm joined by Jessica Kate and as you can see, we're very cute and matching. (laughs) (laughs) And the reason I have Jessica on the show is for a couple of reasons. One, she is an extremely successful entrepreneur and business owner and we're going to dive into some of her businesses and the success she's had around those. But more importantly, she's broken some incredible molds to get to where she is. And as you know, I'm all about breaking molds and I'm extremely passionate about equipping people with the tools and and techniques to be able to do that. So thank you so much for coming on the episode. Thanks for having me. (laughs) So I suppose we can kickstart the episode by sharing a little bit about you and your backstory. So where you come from and we can talk about these molds that you've broken. Wow, there's so many. There's so many molds I've broken. Uh, But if we rewind to my childhood and my background, uh, so I grew up in a home of domestic violence and drug abuse. Mm -hmm. Um, I left home at the age of 17. Um, There's a little bit more before that, but don't need to go into too much detail. Um, But yes, I left home at the age of 17 with nothing more than a suitcase of clothes and and a couple items. And uh, the first place I moved into was actually my friend's garage, a single car garage with no windows. And my bed was literally set up next to the washing machine. So it was, was, yeah, it was a rough start and I didn't really have anywhere else to go. Um, Mm. I didn't have a car, I didn't have a job. Um, I had a little bit of money from Centrelink and from there I got my driving lessons and found a job and caught the bus to work until I got my license and saved up for my first car and yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely struggle street, um, but so many lessons were, were learned in that time and mm-hmm. has helped me break molds and get to where I am now. So. Yeah. <laughs> I actually love the underdog story. The reason yeah. being is because... When you're an underdog, you have something other people don't have. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like <clears throat> a bit of a unique advantage because you have so much determination because you know where you've come from. Yes. And so I could imagine how much determination sleeping on a bed next to a washing machine mm-hmm. and catching a bus to work would have given you to succeed. Yes. That's pure drive. Absolutely. I mean, I've traveled the world a fair bit um, in recent years. I've been overseas about nine, ten times now. Mm-hmm. And I've slept in some prestige hotels 
rooms and beautiful rooms. And I always am so grateful when I'm in that hotel room thinking back to where I used to sleep, yeah. where I came from and what I used to call a home and a bed yeah. um, to stay in these beautiful hotels. And yeah, it's pretty surreal when you think about that, how far you've come and you've got that to reflect on. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. So how old were you when you launched your first business? Uh, my first business, I was mid twenties. Um, I left the corporate world, um, worked in law firms, I was a paralegal in a law firm and I was always interested in the beauty industry because it was more the connection to people and serving people. Um, being chained to a desk and a computer wasn't personally fulfilling to me. I'm a very organised person so it did appeal to me in some way and I was um, successful at that. But yeah i just needed that more personal interaction i found um, i tried retail for a little bit but you yeah, always had an interest in the beauty industry mm. and because i left home at such a young age i didn't have the finances to fund um, myself to to put myself through a beauty school mm. and beauty school um, a beauty course is about 10 grand yeah. so you know that was just not something that i could afford yeah. um so it wasn't until um, mid to later 20s that i um, started my own business doing nails and tans and lashes and anything beauty really yeah. and I thrived in it because I enjoyed the interactions with other people um, and serving them mm. with a service that made them feel so good about themselves everyone wanted to feel pretty and feel good about themselves and I was really passionate about that and seeing their faces light up and their transformations. You know, mm. people would wear their nails and their lashes like armor. You know, they just, yeah. their, their physiology would change and their confidence would change. And I was all about that. It was all about empowering women. So mm. I really love that <clears throat> space. I think a lot of people underestimate the power of what it is that they do. I have a lot of beauty clients and we often do this session where we go through what's the transformation you're giving in your clients and your perfect avatar. And everybody goes into it thinking, oh, you know, I'm just making them look pretty so they look good for the weekend or whatever. But it's so much more than that. Like you're, you're strengthening their marriages and relationships because they're more attractive with their partners. <laughs> you're helping them get promotions at work because when they look good and feel good, they yes, work better. Like yes. You're helping them make more friends because they're becoming more social yes. and they're going out and yes. meeting people. Like, yes. The transformation is huge. Yes. And I think we underestimate that as entrepreneurs because we just Absolutely. think, oh, it's just little old me over here doing you know, what it is that I love. But mm -hmm. We have a massive responsibility and a big impact on the world. Huge. Awesome. Yes, I love that. I love you just pointed out all those benefits of it and some yeah. people think <coughs> it's not that important, but it really is. Mm, it definitely is. And so how long have you, did you have, you still have a nail business? I um, do still have that, although yeah. I have downsized that. Um, so the first, I did, I did it um, as a side hustle, if you want to call it. <laughs> I did it as a side hustle at first, still working in, in the corporate world um, until I had built up enough clientele and enough confidence to leave my full-time job. Mm -hmm. And when I did, and I started it full-time, I think I lasted about a year on my own before I really needed help and was struggling. And I was working six days a week mm -hmm. and really long hours and I was killing myself. So I ended up hiring my first employee and then a year later I hired another one mm -hmm. um, and then I started renting out space and getting other people in to offer other services that I just didn't have time to offer anymore and built it from there. So it took off a lot of followers on social media, um, making lots of money. So yeah, it, that's what funded all my overseas trips and I bought my dream car and I bought a big house and 
and a lavish wedding and everything was amazing. Um, yeah, that, that business didn't just bring me financial stability. Um, it also br brought me a lot of confidence and mm. personal fulfillment in that time because I was striving and achieving and proving to myself what I've got. <laughs> I love that feeling when you prove to yourself, I didn't know I could do this. Yes. And then you do it and you're like, what else can I do? Yes. It becomes addictive. You're yes. like, how else can I push the boundaries of my self-limiting beliefs? Yes, <laughs> and break those molds. And break those molds, yes. yeah. I mean, it's not always easy. Yeah. I you know, need to be honest that I fell on my face a few times and I had to get back up. Mm. But that's what it's about. It's not necessarily the destination. It's that journey getting there and what you discover and learn about yourself in that process. And yeah. it's amazing. And that's what's been able to allow me to step it up even more in the next stage of my career career and the next stage of my life yeah I love that saying fail and fail fast because yeah. when you fail fast you reroute your plan and you achieve success so much faster yes so what were some of the lows that you, you said you had you fell on your face a few times mm. so obviously a lot of my audience are um, either startups or in the beauty industry yes so what were some of the challenges you went through that um, and how did you overcome those well, definitely believing in yourself enough and your service and the quality of your service. You know, I often compared myself to some of my competitors and thought, oh no, I can't offer these prices or I can't offer this service because they're doing that. And I really should have just stayed in my own lane and focused on my progress and at my speed mm -hmm. and what I really wanted purely for me and, and my um, customers because it wasn't about any, anyone else and it wasn't about what they were doing. You need to be smart about your competitors' moves and what they're offering because you don't want to fall behind and not stay with the times and stay relevant. Um, and then the other things probably would have been staff. Mm. You know, um, I'm, I'm such a giver and mm. I love, as you said before, about the underdogs. You know, I see people come in and I just wanted to give them a fair go. Yeah. And I got tripped up a few times by people that just want to take advantage of your mm. goodwill. And that's unfortunate, but I, I realize that's in every business. Everybody goes through that. Yeah. Actually, staff is such a painful point oh. for a lot of people. Right. Everybody groans about having mm. staff. And it's not because they don't like having staff. It's because... Um, obviously when you start bringing other people into your business, you're bringing in their problems, their their attributes, mm -hmm. their qualities, their skills, but also their, their bad qualities as yeah. well. Yeah. And it's amazing to be able to have people to grow in the business with you. But a lot of people I found, especially in my professional career, like working with PwC and then we step in and we run a lot of businesses as well. The thing that a lot of people have trouble transitioning from is between running and owning their own business and learning how to manage people because mm -hmm. every personality is so different mm -hmm. and you can't deal with Jane the same way same way that you'll deal yes. with Sally because they're different personalities yes and yes learning those soft skills takes so much practice and time absolutely mm -hmm. I had one nail tech that started up with me who wasn't even confident to say hello and goodbye to people and look them in the eye when they entered and exited mm -hmm. the salon she was so shy but she was extremely talented I needed this girl on my team and her arts skills and the quality of her work just you know I, it was a no-brainer I had to have her on my team but unfortunately she she didn't have um, the personal skills to, to deliver that customer service that level of customer service that I prided myself on so much so yeah. I really had to work hard with her on that you know she she was raising the bar in one area and not the other and I was like oh what 
I do. Um, but the quality of the work everybody was happy with. We just had to get her out of her comfort zone and, mm. and get her to be more social and interactive with, with my customers. So mm. that was a struggle, but um, it, it was amazing watching her come out of her shell too. She was with me mm. for a couple of years. And in that time, I watched her grow and blossom, and it was a beautiful thing. Mm. I think people who manage staff successfully um, have really mastered the people skills. And there's so much mm -hmm. joy to be had, too, when yes. you can train people and see them blossom and break their molds. Yes. And, you know, it's a part of two people coming together and meeting and both willing to work together and change and grow. Um, so you mentioned your second part of your career. So you've recently yes. started another business that's extremely successful as well. I have. Um, stepping it up because it's going to take me all over the world. And that is something I'm really passionate about is traveling, mm -hmm. but also inspiring others. Mm -hmm. So over the years in, in the beauty industry, I had that many clients and women come in sharing their problems with me. Anyone in the beauty industry who has a business in the beauty industry, you would know exactly what I'm talking about. Clients come in and share everything with you. It's like you're their best friend, right? And the things that people would come in and tell me, and I would find myself giving them life advice, um, and they would look forward to the next appointment with me just because they wanted to share with um, with me, with me what they had changed or what advice I'd given them that they'd taken on. Um, so. I found myself sharing my story with people as well and my upbringing and where I'd come from and where I was and how inspired they were by my story and thought, well, I need to take this to another level, but a few things had to happen in my life for me to be pushed in that direction. So um, unfortunately, I found myself um, just conflicted inside with where I was going in the future, what I wanted for myself. Um, I just had reached this level of success, but a lack of personal fulfillment in some areas. Mm -hmm. And I knew I wanted more. I had this fire inside me that just wanted more, but I didn't know what steps to take and what direction to take. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't until I lost my father to suicide just over, just over 18 months ago now. And the first year of grieving, I had scaled back my business. I didn't have staff anymore. Um, I wasn't working as much. I was able to do that because I'd set myself up financially to be able to do that. And I just had that time to reflect and work out what it was I wanted for myself in the future. And in that time, I started eliminating the things that were making me unhappy. And that meant, um, unfortunately, leaving my marriage, um, changing my circle of friends and my environment. And I went to a personal development event, a Tony Robbins event, and completely changed my mindset and changed my life. Um, it was the biggest transition and beautiful journey that I embarked on, um, that I realized I had a message and a story to share and to help inspire others as I had been inspired by this event. So now I have created Inspiring Minds Movement. It is a series of inspirational events, motivational events, self-development events, uh, very similar to the Tony Robbins style, but because I don't have the big man himself to put on stage, um, I actually have a high caliber of uh, world-class speakers that come and speak on the stage and I have celebrity guests that come in and do live performances and they share their stories as well. I selectively pick people that have a story to share to inspire the audience, mm -hmm. the, those underdogs that are succeeding and are breaking those molds that have this amazing inspirational story to share to empower my audience. Um, and, and it's amazing, the national tour is taking off. Um, I only launched this last year and it's so successful already. Um, I'm starting the national tour next month 
um, on the Sunshine Coast and then again on the Gold Coast where we first started out and then Sydney um, and I'm off to America in between as well because I've made a lot of contacts over there and I'm taking this movement global and I'm so excited. Wow, that's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. The courage that that would take to set up. Uh, <clears throat> I know organising events can be really stressful, especially yes. when you think, is anybody going to come? Is anybody going to buy a ticket? Are they yes. going to feel as passionate about this as I yes. am? And uh, yeah, I remember in the lead up, you were, you were organising this event and you know, there was so much behind it to organise too, so like much. the venue, the, the guests, the speakers, everything. Marketing. Marketing. And I have no experience in this field. <clears throat> it's just when I went to the Tony Robbins event, he talks about taking massive action. Yeah. And I wasn't fearful of taking that action. I think because I had already stepped up and I conquered all my fears of being alone and leaving my marriage or starting a business and proving to myself that I can succeed in that area. I just had broken down all those barriers and thought, what do I honestly have to lose here? Yeah. Um, I just got to go all in or not at all. So mm -hmm. I did and I learned as I went yeah. and it, it was it was a truly amazing journey and I'm so grateful I did because look where I am now. Yeah, exactly. You're about to be an international superstar. <laughs> you have to take those risks, guys. Yeah. You've just got to step it up and give it a go because you never know where it's going to take you. And you may fail. You know, yeah. I've had some, I've definitely had some ups and downs in this space yeah. already in this short time. I'm learning so much more about myself and my strengths and my weaknesses and also what I was touching on before about being too willing to give mm. um, you know I've let people into my space and thought that they are just as heartfelt as me and they're wanting to serve and help others and inspire others and I've learned that a lot of what they're about on social media or what they portray they are in their business is a lot of smoke and mirrors unfortunately so mm. yeah it's all about knowing your boundaries and what it is that you want and what your mission or your brand or your statement means to you and holding that close to your heart and not letting anybody jeopardize that. Yeah, that's super powerful. I know I'm subject to, <clears throat> what's I, I can't think of the word, but where you sort of lower or raise yourself to match other people. Yes. I, I am so bad at that. I, I, because I, I'm such a people pleaser. Yeah. I wanna make everybody happy. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I have to pull myself up and go, I'm changing the way I am to make other people happy and that's not necessarily good. And going back to what you were saying about how some people on social media are not necessarily what they think they are. Like if you yeah. don't keep that in check, you can end up changing who you are as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. For the worse. Yes. Yeah. And some of these people I put on a pedestal, I looked up mm, to them and thought, yeah. well, in this self-development space, they're up here and I'm mm. down here. And that's that's something a lot of people do in any industry though i found yeah is that they do think that person is up here because you doubt yourself yeah and they're just an ordinary human being like <laughs> you honestly yeah. um i need to stop doing that i need to stop thinking that these people are so much more superior than me because now i've got people that i looked up to contacting me asking to speak on my stage yeah and and seeing if they qualify to speak on my stage i'm like <laughs> what <laughs> so you're yeah. like, oh, I did have it on my plan. Exactly. Um, so yeah, there was even this time I went to an Inspire Succeed um, event um, that Richard Branson was speaking at in Brisbane, mm. and there was this amazing speaker there, Michael Crossland's his name. I've already booked him to speak on my stage in Sydney, what? and oh, he's unbelievable. He had the entire audience men and women like crying with emotion because his story was that powerful. Wow. You guys gotta look him up, Michael Crossland, inspirational speaker, he's amazing. Um, but anyway, they said that he was gonna have a meet and greet at a certain time during the intermission. 
and I lined up to see him and one of the crew members said to me, oh no, this is the end of the line, you can't see him now. And I said to myself, oh no, nobody says no to me. <laughs> I am not leaving here without meeting this guy. So earlier when they were putting the wristbands on, I had taken note of this gentleman in a suit when everyone else had um, like a crew shirt on. Mm -hmm. So I recognized that he was someone of importance and some sort of manager. And so I saw his name tag and we're just gonna call him George for now. Um, and I saw, saw his name tag and thought, oh, I'm gonna remember him. So when I, at, at this point in time, when I was told that I'm not allowed to see Michael Crossland, I marched down to the front of the line and I said to that crew member, we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> to try and tell me I'm not gonna see Michael Crossland. So I walked to the front of the line and one of the crew members um, said, can I help you? And I said, yeah, I'm looking for George. Is George here? And he said, oh, what do you need George for? And I said, he's a personal friend of mine. And he told me that he would ensure that I get a meet and greet with Michael Crossland. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. I'm Jessica Kate, by the way. I'm from Inspiring Minds Movement. This is a very important um, meet and greet for my business. And he's like, oh, oh okay. Like straight up, oh, she's, she sounds important. She's, she's very intimidating and forward. So it must be very urgent. And I already had my phone out, ready to take this photo with him and meet him. And I literally shoved it in his hand and said, quick, it'll take two minutes. And he went, okay. And the next minute, I'm at the front of the line getting a photo with Michael Crossland. And strangely enough, this is fake, guys. He grabs my two hands and he poses for a photo with me and says, it's so lovely to meet you, but we'll have to connect on social media because I don't have any more time to chat. I've got to go. And then so there's a whole line of people that whole was line of people that I got to push in front of, which I do feel really bad about, oh. but not really at the same time. Sorry if you're yeah. in that line. Yeah. <laughs> and so he waves his hand to everyone and says, I'm sorry guys, I've got to go, I'm out. And I'm just smiling from ear to ear going, can you believe it? That crew member said, oh no, you can't see him. And here I was, the very last person at the front of the line because I took action, guys. Yeah. That's what it's all about. I didn't take no for an answer and I marched to the front of that line and I grabbed an employee there and I, I just took action. I wanted it so bad that I took the action to make it happen. Yeah, confidence as well. Yeah. That's my new favorite word, confidence. Yeah. You have to be confident, otherwise you're not gonna be successful. But even if you're shaking on the inside, you know, yeah. when you're really scared and you're not that confident, <clears throat> make it till you make it. I still believe in that saying. Some yeah. people don't really agree with it, but I do, honestly. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't think I was gonna get the photo. I went up there with confidence in attempting to get that photo, but because of that confidence and the way I dressed myself with him, mm. he's like, okay, she's, it's almost like I was a news reporter or something, you know, it was like, make this happen. <laughs> she's famous, get her in there. Yeah, yeah. So then I put the picture on social media and I tagged Michael Crossland in it. And sure enough, he starts sending me voice messages saying how great it was to connect and that um, I told him the story, how much the front of the line of this photo. <laughs> he said he cannot wait to share a stage with me and that he can't wait to share the story of how we first met and how I had to march to the front of the line to get that photo. Wow, yeah. I love that story. I know, that's so amazing. I. So he said he can already picture it, that yeah. I'm going to introduce him to the stage and tell everyone how we first met. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I kind of wish I was going to see me now just to see this. It'd be 
yes <laughs> well we'll have footage of it you guys will be able to see it online so yeah yeah so so you mentioned so that some of the highs and the lows of the current business you have have been obviously trying to get the speakers and organize mm -hmm. the events and stuff like that yeah but have you found some of the skills from your beauty business have been transferable into this hundred percent a hundred percent just the professionalism and the customer service mm. and the human interaction you know just with the public yeah. knowing how to handle people that aren't necessarily in that confident state or mm. are in a delicate place mm. um, because when you are in the self-development space you've got people that can be a little bit fragile yeah. um, so not only personal experiences uh, for myself but what I've learned from my customers as well in that space and being able to be mindful of others mm. with, with my movement yeah um, uh, besides that just not being afraid to step up and take action as I was saying before honestly it's you just gotta do it there's no other way if you fail see this is the thing I don't even call it failing I call it learning there's yeah. no such thing as failing there's either winning or there's learning yeah. because you're gonna get back up and try again and if that doesn't work you try something different and if that doesn't work you try something different and you mm -hmm. do not give up until you've achieved the outcome of your desires yeah I love that. Before we wrap up, um, I've never done this on a podcast before and I'm hoping that's okay to do this today. But I, I read on a, um, on a Instagram post one day, somebody um, that we know made a post and she said, 10 things you didn't know, might not know about me. And she was just saying random stuff like where she was from, some kooky stuff about her. Ah. Like, um, you know, I think she said something about um, having chickens or something at one stage. Wow. Random things that people would never know. Think of, yeah. yeah okay. so Sure. Three things that nobody would know about Jessica Kate. That just find three. Interesting. Oh, that's just three. That's pretty easy. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have five tattoos. Oh, and I I'm not afraid of heights or anything, but um, I do get motion sickness really easily. But I'm a little bit of a daredevil. I've been mm -hmm. hang gliding, um, skydiving, hot air ballooning, big fire flocks. Foxes, yeah. <laughs> I've got flying foxes. Like, um, yeah, I, I can be a little bit of a daredevil. I definitely jump in and, and give it a go, just like other areas of my life. Yeah. I haven't always been like that though, but yeah, yeah. And the third thing, oh gosh, if anyone follows me on social media, you will probably already know this, but I sing and dance every day. Yeah, I'm not a good singer. But <laughs> it's um it's just something of mine. It gets me into peak state. It shifts my mindset. It puts me in a mood. It enhances my mood. And it's something that I've promised myself that I would do every damn day is sing and dance. And if it's in my car, if it's in my shower first thing in the morning, if it's if I'm walking my dog in public, I don't care. I sing and dance wherever I am. Even in the middle of a shopping center, I would do it down the aisle because you'd be surprised how much it changes you, but the people around you as well. Yeah. Your energy that you put out is exactly what you attract back. And I'm so passionate about teaching people that. If you're in a negative mindset and you put out negative vibes, it comes back 10 times to you. Mm. And it's the same with positive energy. Mm. So sing and dance every day, bit of a dare double, and I got five tattoos. Oh, I love that. I love those three <laughs> things. I'll share three things. So I have no tattoos, oh. but I do want to get one. So I've designed one, um, which is kind of like waves, but it's in the shape of Aaron's name. Ooh. And then um, the coordinates of where we got married. So oh, we're like partners. We're going to last forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've been together what, nearly 11 years now. 
yeah, it's a good time to get it. Um, and then another two things. So I grew up on a farm and have had almost every animal under the sun as a pet. The only ones I haven't had is a turtle, a rabbit, and a horse. So oh, I've had yeah. chickens, ducks, goats, cows, pigs, um, dogs, cats, birds, bearded dragons. Oh my god! Yes. Yes. Bearded dragons. They had actually they were the cutest. We had a boy and a girl, and they had a couple of um, I don't know what they call clutches or what they call, but they had lots of babies. Oh, three, three lots of okay, babies, yeah. And they loved each other. They would cuddle <laughs> up at night and hold hands. It was ridiculously cute. <laughs> um, and then oh yeah, and um, what else have I had? Oh uh, yeah, birds and yeah. So I've had pretty nearly every pet. So that's the second one. And the third one is something you don't know. So I play piano and guitar and all that kind of stuff. But um, <laughs> one time, actually, I got suspended from school once. So did I. <laughs> and I was the best child at school. And I got suspended. You can tell your story in a second. I got suspended this time because... I walked into the classroom and um, this guy named Ryan Steele I went to school with and he was going to feel this thing for <laughs> Right, if you're listening to this, I remember this. I made this bicycle out of matchsticks. You know how when you're in like grade three or four, you have yeah. to get like matchsticks and you're going to make things out of it. And I made this bicycle that had round wheels and everything. Like I was so proud of it. And I came in the next morning and he was trying to show off to his mates and he put the bicycle on top of the fan blade and turned it on when I walked in. And so this fan blade started with my little matchstick bicycle oh. sitting on top. And I was so angry because it chopped up the bicycle. Yeah. I walked over to his desk, I grabbed his tidy tray and I threw it out the window and told him he had to go pick it up. And this is like right before class was starting. But unfortunately, the teacher was right underneath the window. He was walking past with this tidy tray went flying out the window. He comes storming aside and said, who is that? Oh. And Ryan and his mate immediately pointed to me and I was like, but he didn't. He's like, I don't care, both of you in detention. Uh, and it actually... So how did that turn into suspension? <clears throat> um, because I think it was like I nearly knocked out the, the teacher. And so wow. he's like, for a day, don't come back to school. Oh, wow. And I had to do detention after that for like a week, I think it was. And the oh, pair of us sitting in detention... We actually got to know each other quite well, and he ended up becoming a really good friend of mine for the rest of the, the rest of school that we went together. Oh my god! <laughs> so yes, I remember that, Ryan. So that's another story. <laughs> oh my god! So by the end of this podcast series, well, not that there's going to be an end, but they're yeah. going to know everything about me. Oh, time I tell these well, three things. I thought we had a lot in common already, but I actually grew up with a lot of farm animals as well. We Did you? A small farm. We had everything. Yeah. I didn't have bearded dragons, but we had the goats and chickens and ducks and yeah. cows and. Um, sheep yeah. and all kinds. Yeah, yeah. we had a pet snake even called Slippery. Actually, <laughs> so for I've never had a snake and I have no ah. intention of ever having a snake. <laughs> <laughs> Petrified snake is beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's fun. And then I was suspended too. So wow, we actually have we have a little boy. Yeah, <laughs> I had to go to work with my dad for a whole week when I was suspended. He was a stonemason, so um, I had to lift heavy stones, heavy stones, pick up rocks all day. He's got photos of me from from that experience, and I just have this look on my face like I'm not impressed with life right now. <laughs> it never ceases to amaze me how much energy kids have. Like they don't walk anywhere; they run everywhere, <laughs> and they'll pick up. Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> um, before we wrap it up, what's a piece of one piece of advice that you have for people who are looking to start a business? 
Find something you're passionate about. Yeah. I honestly believe that you cannot fail if you are passionate about it because you won't give up. Yeah. So business is hard, especially when you're starting out as an entrepreneur on your own. And if you are not 100% passionate about what you are doing and you are doing it purely for money or convenience and it's not in your heart, when it gets tough, most likely you'll give up, mm. you'll quit. And you'll get going. <laughs> yeah, and you're not going to have that personal fulfillment that's going to allow you to excel in that industry and not just excel to a certain point but i mean beyond that mm -hmm. where can you level up your business in the future mm -hmm. you can't stay stagnant in one in one place and go oh well you know this is where i imagined i'd be i'm just going to stay here yeah once you achieve that you're going to want to level up so definitely definitely find something that you are passionate about because i just believe you can't fail that way that's that's really good advice i was actually listening to think and grow rich have you heard that book at home. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. So Napoleon in that book talks about how Broadway has claimed more failures than anywhere else. And I, at the time that might have been true because Broadway was quite popular back then, back in the 1930s. But he basically, what he was trying to say is that the reason it claims so many failures is because people give up because it's not something that they're extremely mm. passionate about. Mm. But the ones who make it are the ones who'll accept 50 million rejections yes. but keep coming back because it's what they want. And you kind of need to do that to prove to the universe or God or the world that this is what you really want and then you get all the success that comes. Yeah. yeah. Every successful person has a story like that. It wasn't yeah. handed to them. It didn't happen overnight. Mm. And so many people give up because I think this is too hard and that person looks like they had it made and it was handed to them or they achieved it overnight. And yeah. that's, uh, we touched on this before about comparing yourself to others. Mm. Stay in your lane and your journey and focus on your needs and wants and yeah your outcomes because yeah it's got it's just your journey no one else's and yeah. if you're passionate about it can't give up yeah if it was easy everyone would have it right and you can step into so once you find what you're passionate about my next bit of advice would be get educated in that space and in that industry whatever it is that you aspire to be get educated in it find someone that you want to model yeah. Just find someone that's already doing what you want to do or who you want to be and model that person. Mm. When people ask me with my movement who I want to be, they thought I wanted to be like Gabby Bernstein, Bernstein? Yeah. Um, or a Tony Robbins or, or whatever. I said, you know what? I actually want to be Ellen. I love Ellen. <laughs> Everyone loves like, Ellen. What? And I said, because at my events, I get everyone into peak state and dancing and she dances at the beginning of her events all the time. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be modest here and say, well, I actually have a great sense of humor. <laughs> I'm like a bit of the bit of the clown and I make my friends laugh all the time. And um, yeah, I, I just, I, I love humor. It's, it's part of me and my day uh, every day. I bring it into my life every day. And yeah, I want to be able to make people laugh. I want to get them into peak state and dancing and enjoying life. And I want to find those underdogs in this in society and in the community and have them rewarded and bring them up on my stage and have them share their stories. And yeah, so I pretty much want to, want to be Ellen. And who knows, maybe I'll have a Jessica Kate show one day. That's, I hope so. I really <laughs> do. That would be amazing to it come really on would. to the show. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on this podcast and this show. Thanks I really appreciated it. Yay. Jessica has a show coming up on the Sunshine Coast. 
Um, and if you're watching this in future, she will have regular shows as well. So I'll pop in the links below, the link to her Inspiring uh, Minds movement and all of her socials so you can find out what shows she has coming up and jump along and have a look. So yes. Hope to see you guys there. Come and meet me personally. I'd love, love to meet you guys and any more advice I can give you, more than happy to share. Awesome. Well, thanks again. Have a good day, guys. If you found value in this podcast, please let me know by leaving a review. It takes 30 seconds and tells me that you're loving receiving the content from me. It takes time to think of, record and edit these podcasts and I do it to help you on your journey. So please let me know what you think. If you're ready to launch a business, I have a brand new course which will give you the coaching I've been doing with my one-on-one clients for the past four years inside of a group coaching platform without the expensive price tag of the one-on-one coaching and it's delivered online with weekly check-ins so even the busiest person like me can manage the course load. I work a full-time job, am studying at uni and running my own successful consulting business so everything I create for you as my client is tested to make sure it can be achieved with the busiest lifestyle. I've priced the course so it's cheaper than a couple of Uber Eat meals a week and you will get me as your business coach taking you through the entire process to launch your business successfully with the proper foundations for growth. So if you're ready to take the next step to break your mold and achieve the lifestyle you deserve, click on the link in the show notes and sign up for the Launchpad course. If you haven't got a business idea yet, I offer a seven-day business idea challenge, which will help you find your purpose or why in life and match it with any number of epic business ideas. You do this challenge with a group of people so you can bounce ideas around and learn from everybody's insights. The challenge has been a huge success. So if you're ready to find your purpose or an epic business idea and learn how to validate it before launching it, sign up for the challenge and join our next intake. I appreciate you all for listening and I hope you have an amazing day wherever you're listening in the world.